Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Raising Independent Thinkers. This show is a space for families who are homeschooling or thinking about homeschooling. We'll explore alternative teaching methods, federal and state homeschooling laws, and most importantly, this show is a platform where families can inspire one another on how to raise independent thinkers. I'm your host, Bathsheba Omani, Montessori educator, homeschooling consultant, owner of Homeschool Guide LLC, and mother of two. Let's get started. Good evening, everyone. Um, Hope you're all well. Today is Sunday, November the 22nd, 2020, and this is the Raising Independent Thinker Show. I'm your host, Bathsheba. So today's topic is all about creating routines that work. Last week, I touched on the topic a little bit, and this week, I wanted to expand on it a little bit more. So as a kid... I was raised in a children's home in Yonkers, New York. So between the ages of 7 to 12 years old, me and my younger sister lived in a a cottage with all girls. And one thing that stands out when I think about that experience is that it gave my life structure at the time. So every morning we would wake up at the same time, we would bathe, get dressed, and one of us um, was responsible for ringing the bell for breakfast, you know, which was this cowbell that we had to ring. There were about 16 to 18 girls, all different ages. And before eating, we all stood behind our chairs waiting for everyone to arrive. And then we would say our grace together, which I, I can still remember. It was, come Lord Jesus, be our guest. Let this food to us be blessed. Amen. Um, And, you know, I said that grace every day for five years of my childhood. (laughs) And we all sat down after saying grace and waited for our table to be called to get our food, which was the spread, you know, sort of buffet style. And after eating, we had to ask to be excused. We couldn't just get up. So when I think about that experience of my childhood, You know, my days were very, very structured, um, very similar to a boarding school. And it's funny because I didn't plan on talking about this until today. But when I think about structure, daily routines, and rituals, I instantly go back to my childhood. So as an adult, I actually appreciate that period of life where there was consistency Because I think if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be as focused as I am today. Routines and rituals play a major role in our lives. They give us a sense of purpose and accomplishment. It's also important for our mental health. You know, at times, like some people, I enjoy moments of surprise and being spontaneous. But for the most part, I feel more comfortable when I have a plan and routine where I know what to expect. 
even when things don't go the way we plan, you know, sometimes things happen beyond our control, but it's good to at least have an intention on how our day will go. So setting consistent routines and rituals um, have been an ongoing goal throughout my adult life. You know, ever since I moved into my new home, I've been working hard on creating new routines for myself and my family. And over the years, I found that when you have that major change that happens in your life, like a move or a new baby or even a new relationship, most likely you need to revisit your routines and possibly change some things. So that that's what I'm finding myself um, focusing on now. And because I'm doing more traveling and also working from home, as well as assisting my children, I feel that I need to work hard on setting those routines because no one else is going to set them for me. And for you homeschooling families out there, be mindful that you are the only one that can set routines for your family. You know them the best. And I think it would have been easier for uh, for many of us if we would have learned the skill at an earlier age. It's all about time management, really, which is a skill that needs to be continually, you know, continuously practiced. So every single day, um, I have a routine where I ask my children, what is your plan for today? What are you doing first? And I love how Jim Quick, who's the, the speaker in the video that I played, the Billion Dollar Morning Routine, he talked about having three work goals and three personal goals. And I think I'm actually going to try to incorporate that into my day. Um, I don't know about any of you, but I tend to focus more on my work, my kids, my relationship than on me personally. So having that balance where you're taking more time or, you know, you're taking an equal amount of time for yourself is just as important. And I'm talking to myself when I say that. So I decided to play that clip, and, you know, I always find it interesting that most successful people have specific habits and are, for um, for the most part, very disciplined when it comes to their daily routines. So I shared a quote last week, um, and I'll share it again today. I'm not really sure who who the author is, but it says, success isn't always about greatness but instead it's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success. And I believe that um, when we're not consistent about our intentions, we become aimless and lacking in direction. So being consistent is something we need to practice each and every day. So with homeschooling and working with children, um, consistency does matter. It is crucial to the success of your child learning. And it obviously has, you know, benefits to their academics. But routines give children a sense of accomplishment, create structure, and like I said before, it helps maintain their, their mental health. So as I mentioned earlier, things don't always happen, you know, the way we want them to. Especially with children, things may change depending on the on the day, right? Someone might get sick, 
Um, the washer machine might stop working. The, inter- the internet might go out, like that happened to me last week. Um, unexpected things do happen. So I find that working on routines and rituals are better than trying to follow a strict, fixed schedule. Um, when I taught in the classroom, I taught younger ones, and it was important to have that consistent routine for the children because it allowed for smooth transitions from doing one activity to the next, and it helped them to understand what was coming next. And after some time of having those consistent routines, it actually allowed the children to be able to manage their own time independently. And this was always my main goal in the classroom. So, for example, if the timer went off or if they heard um, the chimes that I would play, because I usually would play chimes right before we would go outside, um, and it got to the point where their internal clock knew when it was time to go outside. And I would actually have a child play the chimes, so then they became responsible. So the only times that I suggest you do set a time is at the beginning and the end of each day. So um, I think by setting a time to start your start homeschooling, you are making it a priority. And by setting an, an end time, it gives you a chance to recharge and your child a chance to recharge and focus on other things. So when thinking about starting our day, it's important to follow you and your child's internal sense of order. And every one of us has a natural internal sense of order which is characterized by a desire for consistency and repetition. So we all start with this desire. When my daughter was younger, um, she would go to bed every single night around 8 o'clock. You know, no matter if we were traveling or not, um, that was her internal clock. And as parents, we can help assist in normalizing our children's internal time which is actually called um, circadian rhythms. So if you if you want to join in on the conversation, please call in. Um, the number is 425-569-5169 and press the number one um, or write down your questions if you need to and then I will get to you. Okay, so as a busy parent, um, it's important to understand that you're not only creating routines for your your children, but you need them for yourself as well. So the first thing that I suggest is to figure out what your morning, afternoon, and evening routine should should be. I like to wake up at least an hour before my kids do, um, just so that I have time to do things for myself. Remember, it's important to have that personal time. Then um, then I tend to work in blocks of time, which, and what I mean by this is there's a morning block, an afternoon block, and I find whatever the child, whatever the child's age is, it's so much easier to help manage their school day in, in working with blocks. 
um, for consistency, try to follow certain subjects in the same order each day. Make sure that the child is organized. Having their supplies and resources all in one place is always helpful. And this makes it a lot easier to get started because you're not, you know, searching all around the house for stuff. And it's always good to have um, choices, you know, per subject. So, for example, if you are working, if you have an older child and their morning might consist of math, science, and language, um, so that block of time might be two to four hours, depending on how early you start your day. So within each subject, you might have a hands-on project, a computer activity, or possibly some reading. And within each exercise, there should be at least three choices that um, your child can choose from. Of course, depending on your child. So maybe your three choices... um, There's three choices of books. There's three choices of online lessons or three choices of hands-on projects. The only um, way our children are going to become independent thinkers is if we give them the opportunity where they can actually think for themselves and make choices for themselves. So the second thing is having a plan for the day. Establish a routine with your child. Like I mentioned before, have a meeting time, whether that's during breakfast, after breakfast, or before breakfast, but have a time where you and your child can sit down and talk about your goals for the day. Which subjects are they starting with? Are they finishing um, up a project that they were working on the day before? So even for younger children, you can do this. So for example, you may have math, reading, and movement in the morning, you might want to give them a choice on what they're going to work on first. What you know? What are they working on second? Um, and again, you can give them choices, but depending on the child, you may want to limit the amount of choices depending if they can handle making those choices for themselves. Um, because you know some children do need help with that. If you give them choices, they um, They want to choose something different. So for some children, um, for other children, they can handle more choices. So it just really all depends on um, how responsible your child is. And I also suggest that you don't try to do every subject or try to um, do too much in one day. So, for example, when teaching language arts, you have multiple areas there within the subject. Uh, You have spelling, writing, grammar, literature, reading, handwriting. So your child might not be able to learn um, it all in one day. But these can be a part of the choice that your child needs to make. So the conversation might go, you know, for language arts, would you like to focus on grammar, reading, or handwriting? There you're giving them three choices. And again, give them the opportunity to actually make the choice. And then um, you can rotate those choices so that all the areas are learned throughout the week. So as far as um, organization, I know for myself, 
I like to see things written down, whether that's on my phone or in a calendar. You know, everyone is different. But for younger children, I would suggest creating some sort of plan together that's visual. Um, I think when children can become a part of the learning process and they can see it, they can take more accountability for it. So even a child that's not able to read, you can create some somewhat of a picture schedule that shows um, what they're doing in order, um, the sequence of the the events that they're doing um, during their homeschool day. Make sure that when organizing your routine that you make priorities known. So it's a priority, especially for younger children, to take a nap. You know, it's a priority for families to eat. So working around, working the the routines around those priorities is important when thinking about um, your family and your family's needs. Or you might want to choose, um, you might want to do something different. You might want to choose a specific day where you and your family focus on chores or um, a specific day where you are focused on preparing um, food prep for the week. You know, I've done that in the past. So it just, it depends. I think setting routines and rituals also depends on um, what what works best for you. And lastly, um, it's important to make a plan. So once you have your blocks in place, you start filling in um, the subjects that you know, the, what subjects you're going to be teaching. Think about what naturally goes together for your family. So you might have your child doing, you know, their handwriting and reading while you're getting dinner prepared or doing laundry. Also, think about um, what rituals may work. So maybe having a timer um, after each block or right before lunch Usually if I use something like that, I will always give the child a few minutes to stop what they're focusing, like stop what they're focused on. Um, So when the bell goes off or the timer goes off, you have five more minutes before lunch or dinner or even bath time or, or bedtime. Another good ritual could be sitting and eating meals together. You know, maybe taking turns to set the table or clearing the table. Um, Okay. um, Well, I'm going to end the show early this evening. And I wanted to just list off the several shows on the platform, the Bun Bay Show every Monday at 7 p.m., Team L's Truth Tuesday Show every Tuesday at 7 p.m., the Solomon Temple Show on Wednesdays at 10 a.m., Tasha and Jessica Show Divine Connection every Thursday at 7 p.m., Akeem L. Jr. Show on Friday or Saturday at 7 p.m., and of course, the show using independent speakers on Sunday evening at 7 p.m. I hope you all have a wonderful, blessed week. Please join me next Sunday at 7 p.m.
Peace, everyone.